The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Saturday, July first edition, and it is loaded, absolutely loaded. We have ten games early, seven games late, two double headers to navigate through, tons and tons of action. Hope everybody had a good Friday as they get into their potential holiday weekend. Um, interesting, interesting action last night to say the least. Some uh, things went the way they're supposed to. Some just. Make you scratch your heads. Tis baseball. It's a crazy thing. Fulty almost gets the no-no. Uh, so many other things that just made you wonder. Well, today, let's take a quick look at the weather, and then we'll get into this. It's going to be deep, and I'll try to keep this as quick as possible. But you know me, I like to get long-winded. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, wins blowing out to left in game one. Um, rain doesn't look too bad in that one. You got... Uh, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, chances of rain there, but it looks like it clears up through the night, so maybe a late start. That'd be a fun one to get in. Giants, Pirates, wind blowing out hard to left. Um, Chad Cool on the mound in that one, and Matt Moore. Oh, boy. Braves, A's, wind blowing out to left. No problems there. Um, as you go down, slight chances of rain in Cincinnati. doesn't look too bad. Philadelphia at the Mets, wind blowing out to left center. Uh, there's 40 to 50% chances of rain in that one, so keep an eye on Philly's Mets. That was one with two kind of gamble GPP pitchers, but also great hitting upside in that matchup. Um, as you continue to scroll down the weather, uh, everything else looks pretty darn good. The evening slate looks nice and clean outside of those. Uh, let's get your totals real quick. And da -da -da. I got Red Sox, Blue Jays, 8.5. Rangers, White Sox, 9.5. I'm waiting on Minnesota, Kansas City, because they're one of the doubleheaders. And I'm waiting on Detroit and Cleveland as well. Tampa Bay, Baltimore at 11. That is insane. <laughs> We're not even... Yeah, that's crazy. Gi Giants, Pirates, 9.5. You think that would be the 11. Braves, A's, 9. Marlins, Brewers are waiting there because Tom Kohler comes off the DL. Cubs, Reds, 11. Butler versus Jake Jackson Stevens coming up from the minors, making a stop or out of the bullpen, actually. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully the Cubs can wake the hell up today. Phillies, Mets, 9.5. Told you I'm waiting on Indians, Tigers. Game 2 is Tomlin Sanchez. That's what we wanted last night. So, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, will we be attacking that. Because Carrasco is supposed to be game uh, game 1 today, but since the, everything switched, or supposed to be the night game, everything switched around, Carrasco's pitching game 1. So, DraftKings has the Tigers priced like they're facing Carrasco, but they're facing Tomlin. So, yeah, Carrasco's pitching game two. Tomlin got moved up to game one because of the rain out last night. So we get the Tigers priced at Carrasco prices versus Tomlin. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Yankees, Astros, nine and a half. Nationals, Cardinals, nine. Mariners, Angels, nine. Waiting on the Dodgers, Padres as Dylan Overton is making the spot start for the Padres and should be pitching batting practice to the Doyers. And Rockies, D-backs, eight and a half. So, yeah, more offense to target tonight, as usual. Let's get into your 10-game early slate. We lead things off with the one and only Christopher Sale, 13,500. 
Um, the big dogs have been pitching great this week. And I'm not, I'm trying not to jinx it, but sales been great. 30 plus points in three straight starts. He has had some hiccups. I told you he's been giving up runs. He gave up, he's given up three earned in two of his last four. He's given up a homer. His last start, two homers prior to that. He's not a big home run guy, of course, but he does have the strikeouts. 9, 10, and 10 in his last three. He's thrown 108 and then 110, 110, 110 pitches. He's basically as reliable as they come. Seven or more innings in three of his last four. You love Chris Sale. He has been getting hit a little bit more. He's still only second, or he's still second best the last 30 days on barrel fib, getting barrel 2.9% of the time. But as you know, that's gone up. It's like doubled, if not more than doubled since earlier in the year. Um, his K percentage in the last 30 days is 32.61%. The guy is a freak. Um, I know I'm talking more than I need to on him. You got swinging strike rate of 16%, um, facing a Toronto Blue Jays team who is scuffling at the plate. 399 total, lowest on the day slate. Lefty's 253, righty's 271. The Jays have okay power versus lefty, so if you want to be you know contrarian, more power to you. It's a good hitting ballpark. But on this slate, Sale is definitely the number one choice. If you want to pivot off a of Sale, I really, really, really like Jose Barrios at $11,300. A little rocky start at Boston his last time out. He gave up runs early, but he showed some big, big things for me for a young pitcher, a guy that, especially a guy that struggled last year. After the rocky first inning, he still grinded his way through six and a third and got seven Ks for 14.3 points. A lot of guys his age and guys that struggled last year would have literally just gotten shellacked after that first inning. But he showed so much composure and just the kid's good. He's proven he's finally the guy we hoped he'd be. And prior to the last little hiccup at Boston, at home against the White Sox, 31. At home against Seattle, 26.4. At the Giants, 22. 16-1. And then 22-7, 43-24.9. The kid has been outstanding. He is facing a Kansas City team. This is game one of the doubleheaders. So another thing with the two doubleheaders today, check lineups because they might sit veterans or sit catchers. Lineups will be a little different for both games, which might make certain pitchers more intriguing than others throughout the day. So that's one thing for sure. But Barrios, regardless, I like a ton. Um, he's got a K percentage of 25-2. The Royals strike out 21.2% of the time versus righties. Uh, swinging strike rate of 10.5, ground ball rate of almost 40 5% hard contact rate, extremely low. lot to like about Berrios. And, um, yeah, I will be attacking this on the slate. Um, yeah, Kansas City is on my radar. Definitely on my radar tonight. Lefties do hit Berrios okay, but, like, even last night against Urban Santana, there's only three lefties in Gordon, Hosmer, and uh, Moustakis. Now, Hosmer and Moustakis both went deep yesterday. Barrios, uh, I like him much more than Urban Santana. I hate to burst the bubble to people, but king of the bad bip, it's finally hitting them as ERA is over three. So, yeah, Urban Santana, everybody. This is why I said forever I can't pitch him. It's starting to slowly turn its ugly head. So your top tier is Sale Barrios. Uh, if you don't want to pay for Sale, I love Barrios. I love him, but Sale is definitely worth it if you can afford it. Um, with the cheap Detroit bats and some other stuff we'll get into later, you could do Sale Barrios together if you really want to gamble and not look at the high, high price bats. You can make Sale Barrios work. As you go down to the mid-tier, Zach Wheeler is a gamble. Um, his last two starts have been ugly. There's no hiding that. He's gone two innings and seven earned in his last start, inning and two-thirds and eight earned in his start before that. It was at the Dodgers at home against the Cubs. Part of that is pretty darn solid. Um, he's GPP only just for the fact he's facing the Phillies, who really, really struggle versus right-handed pitching. One of the worst in all of baseball. Um, they're in the bottom five in WOBA, ISO, and weighted runs created plus against righties. They strike out 23.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Uh, Wheeler strikes out about 21% of the batters he faces. Ground ball rate of 45%. It's dicey just by the way he's pitched of late. If he's fixed it, it's a really solid play. 4-3-7 total is third lowest on the day slate. Lefty's 367, righty's 329. But you're facing a Phillies team with, like I said, the low Wobas, Isos. They're one of the worst on all baseball versus righties. Um, by no means is Wheeler Jacob DeGrom, but DeGrom made that look silly last night. Just filthy stuff. So if you want to roll the dice and hope the Phillies stay asleep, Wheeler at 77 can be some nice uh, upside 15-plus point type performance, which... If you listen to the rest of the pitching today, there ain't much to like. 
You got uh, Jarrell Cotton bouncing back at seventy four hundred bucks at uh, home against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Sonny Gray was phenomenal last night, as I was hoping for. He was really, really good, but uh, they just couldn't get him any run support because Fulty was pitching out of his mind. The Braves strike out about twenty percent of the time versus righties. Cotton strikes out about twenty percent of the batters he faces. Um, hard contact's been Jarrell's problem. Other than that, he's been pretty darn good. Facing a Braves team with the second lowest total on the day, slate of 429, lefties 293, righties 320 in that nice pitcher friendly ballpark. Jarrell Cotton, it's like it's a walk and just location thing with him. If he's not walking guys and he's, he's snapping his pitches off, he's really, really good. He's just been inconsistent this year. But 74 at home against the Braves on this ugly pitching slate, he's definitely worth a target. And then Dylan Bundy, 71 at home against Tampa Bay. It's risk reward. Bundy is. Um, Seventh worst the last 30 days in barrel fit, uh, getting barreled almost 6% of the time. But he has continually increased his K rate from the start of the year. He's up to 20.34%. And he's facing a Tampa Bay team. They struck out seven times in his last start over a, uh, I believe it was, I got it right here. Seven times in seven innings pitch, giving up three earned. No, he had eight Ks against him and three earned. He had 24.4 points. It's the risk reward. They're going to hit the ball. So he's going to give up some runs. But if you can get those Ks, like a, it's well worth it at $7,100. Um, Bundy's a sneaky play if he gets it right. His swinging strike rate's all the way up to 10.2%. He's definitely making that work. Tampa Bay has a high team total of 535, but even Tillman only gave up two runs in five innings against him yesterday. It's just Tampa's either going to blow up or they're going to strike out a ton and make your pitcher have some value. And we're going to, and the GPP, Bundy is that option. So in your middle tier, I go Cotton, Bundy, Wheeler. But Bundy and Cotton are kind of close because they're all massive gambles. Nothing too happy with any of those. And when you look at your punts, you're looking at uh, R.A. Dickey at the Oakland A's. Dickey has actually been really, really good of late. I've used him his last couple starts after scuffling. But three of his last four starts, 26 or more points. 26.2, 28.8. He had a 1.9 at Washington. And then 32. Um, That's Philly, Giants, and Milwaukee. He has pitched um, much better at home. That's uh, your caveat, 3-3 ERA at home, 6-8-8 on the road. So buyer beware on that one. But he's facing Oakland, and I'm grasping at straws when it comes to punts today. But one thing with the knuckleballer, Oakland is such a young team, you really have to sit back and think how many knuckleballers have they faced. If Dickey's knuckles snapping off, there's potential for some huge upside. With a team that strikes out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching, and Dickey's got a ground ball rate of 49% and a hard contact rate of only 29.1. We know the A's have tremendous power, so that is terrifying, no doubt about it. They have a 471 total. Um, there's a lot to be terrified about facing the A's, but as a punt play, there is a lot of upside with R.A. Dickey today. So if you want to take that gamble, I'd almost, as goofy as it sounds, I'd almost gamble on, on Dickey more than those three guys in the $7,000 range, to tell you the truth, just because I think they all have the same kind of upside. And Dickey's got... Really good upside. Not saying don't use the $7,000 guys because they're really, really good. But uh, Dickey's got a good matchup there. The other guy is you're going to want to kill me. But Derek Holland at home against the Chicago White Sox. Um, he's been really good at home. 2-3-1 ERA, 17.5 DraftKings points and six starts. Nine road starts. He has a 5-7-0 ERA, averaging 9.6 DraftKings points. It's really weird. Some of these pitchers, just what they do. Um, and Holland is, where'd he go? He's facing a a Texas team that strikes out almost 27% of the time versus left-handed pitching. So at 6,100 bucks, if he gets up three or four runs, but can get us five or six innings of six plus strikeouts at that price tag, you're going to be okay. He strikes out a little over 19% he faces, hard contacts and home runs are a concern and you're facing Texas, which is not cool. Um, but also with the Rangers, um, 4.76 4.76 total. It's like a little over middle of the pack today. Lefties hitting 251. They have a lot of lefties in that lineup. Righties 362. They have a really, really bad Woba of 292 versus lefties and an average ISO of 148. A low runs weighted runs created plus versus lefties. It's an interesting play because we know Holland can implode. We've seen Holland throw gems, and this could be that day. Like literally um, with as much crappy pitching as there is on this slate, Holland has a good matchup if you just look at stats-wise and the way he's pitched at home 
It's an intriguing play. It's risky. We know Holland could blow up in a moment's notice, but so can Dickey, so can Bundy, so can Cotton, so can Wheeler. So all five of these pitchers have tremendous blow-up ability, but all have upside in their matchups. So if you want to save money and roll the dice, you go with Dickey and Holland. If you want to go with, quote-unquote, more secure pitchers, you go into the $7,000 range. Those are your options there in the middle. I go Dickey over Holland in the 6K range. So I got Sale, Barrios up top in that order. In the middle, I got Cotton, Bundy, Wheeler. And on the bottom, I got Dickey, Holland. Uh, pitching is not the best, as I mentioned. But you know what that does mean? We have bats for days. So let's get at them. The catcher's position. You got Posey at 44 versus Chad Cool. Um, you could use Cool, but the Giants do have some lefties in that lineup. It's like 50-50 lefties, righties. So Cool's been pitching really well. I'll stay away because the Giants' bats, they blew up last night, and they've been kind of hot overall this week. They've actually put up some runs, surprisingly, like not crazy hot, but they put up runs. So I'm not going to go with Cool. I've mentioned them in past games. I just don't feel it today. Uh, you got Posey at 44. Contreras at 4K. He let us down last night in another good matchup against Stevens. Just to give you a little info on Stevens, Jackson Stevens coming out of the bullpen. He's getting called up. He's been a relief pitcher. Um... He has a 4.97 ERA with 60 Ks, 33 walks, and 76 innings at AAA. So he's a prospect, one of their bigger prospects, but he's struggled in AAA, and he has to face the Cubs in Great American Small Park. So Contreras to 4K is intriguing. Manny Pena, uh, after vote went double long last night, I'm guessing Pena gets to start today against Tom Kohler at 37. He is definitely worth a look against Kohler in that one. Travis Darno at 37 versus Hellboy. Um... I thought I had Hellickson written down. I must have stayed away from him. Um, Hellickson, he's pitched really well his last two starts. Not a big strikeout guy, and the Mets are on fire, so I stayed away from him. But he's another gamble if you want it. Um, Robinson Trinos, 3,600 versus Holland. Trinos in the lineup, that is tremendous power upside versus Derek Holland. Uh, As much as I like Holland to pitch a decent game, he's going to give up runs, and he might give up home runs, and Trinos could definitely be that guy. JT Realmuto, 12-point game last night. He hits righties really well. 36 versus Zach Davies. I like Realmuto quite a bit. Steven Vogt, if Pena's not starting, votes 3,400. People will probably run to him after last night. I was all over him if you listened yesterday. Um, those Milwaukee catchers are both really good hitting catchers. Alex Avila, here you go, folks. Detroit pricing because they thought it was Carrasco, but it's Mr. Tomlin. Avila is only 3,400 bucks. Detroit should be... 50% plus owned, and it's hard to stay away. It really, really is. I, it's, you have to have Detroit, but they're going to be so high owned. I hope you do more than one lineup just in case. Uh, but Avila at 34 is outstanding. One of the guys with the most hard contact rate versus right-handed pitching all of baseball. Detroit as a team is the best team against right-handed pitching. I saw a bunch of tweets yesterday. Sammy Reed had some. Josh Cole had some. They have... Uh, like a f- over 42% hard contact rate versus right-handed pitching as a team, which is just insane. The next um, the next closest team is like 37%. They are just crushing right-handed pitching. And they're a right-handed heavy lineup, which really confuses people. So Alex Avila, 3,400. Um, you go down the list, you know, Elias Diaz at 32 versus Matt Moore is a sneaky play. He'll be super low-owned because uh, people go to Avila and stuff. Elias Diaz is in a good spot versus Moore. I mentioned the wind's blowing out hard to left in Pittsburgh. As you continue to go down, you know, um, Jason Castro at 3K versus the youngster Farrell for Kansas City in that doubleheader. Make sure you guys check these lineups again. Bruce Maxwell, he's 3K. He's a tremendous hitter, but I told you it's always all or nothing. Last couple times have been nothing, but he's a punt catcher. Chris Jimenez, if he started at 29 for Minnesota, so the Minnesota catchers are both value if you need to go that direction. I can get behind it. Um, as you continue to go down, you know, Jan Gomes, 2700 bucks versus Anibal Sanchez has upside. James McCann at 27 versus Tomlin. If you want to really punt and get – if you don't want to pay for uh, Avila, uh, James McCann has upside. My man, my punt, Kevin Smith of the, the, the White Sox against the lefty Cole Hamels at 2500 He's averaging 5.1 points in his last 10 games. He's been a punt. He's like around 2,500 every game, 2,800, whatever. He had 11 points last night, 10 points two games ago. The guy's got upside. The, he's been he's hit like over 400, I think, his last 10 or 12 games. Um, and it's crazy. They've been using him as a DH lately. They've let Navarez catch. 
So that's how much they like his bat in the lineup right now. So Kevin Smith, 2,500, has value versus Cole Hamels. Uh, quick dive at Cole real quick. Uh, White Sox have a 474 total. Lefties 258, but righties 317. We know the White Sox can hit lefties really, really well. So Kevin Smith, they've been hitting around fifth or sixth, maybe more like sixth, and he's only 2500 bucks. And last but not least, you know, I did say Omar Navarez. He's uh, 2100 versus Hamels, but he's a lefty, so I doubt he cracks the lineup. Smith might actually catch instead of DH today. Something to keep an eye on in that one. So there's some interesting catchers, some nice ones at the top. You got a Vila in the middle, and then some value down below with our boy Smith and company. First base, Joey Votto, 5,400 versus Eddie Butler is a great play today. Votto, I love Votto, period, but in that ballpark is amazing. Rizzo at 53, just as good. He, the Cubs laid a gigantic goose egg, but they're in another phenomenal matchup in that ballpark. I mentioned earlier the total in that game is just asinine. Um, yeah, it's 11. 11 total. So, Reds, Cubs, folks. You get their bats in play. Uh, there's a couple 11s on the early slate. Uh, you got Encarnacion, 47 versus Animal Sanchez. He's definitely worth a look. Lomo, 45 versus Bundy is in play. He struggled yesterday, but that's Lomo. He's going to strike out. He's not a big average guy, but he's got power. Um, Hanram's been swinging it better. Really good of late. He's 4,300 bucks. His lefties well facing Lariano. Hanram back-to-back games with 12 and 18 points after taking a couple days off to you know get over his cough or whatever the hell he was doing. So Hanram at 43 is sneaky versus Lariano because guys will look above him. Uh, you got... Mitchy two bags, nah. Jose Abreu finally hit a home home run yesterday. It's forty one hundred versus Hamels. He's worth a look. Ryan Healy at four K. I'm just worried about the A's versus a knuckleballer. I know if Dickie's not knuckling and it's flattening out, he's going to be so just like the A's will be an amazing play. But if his knuckles knuckling, the A's are in trouble. So it's, the A's are a sneaky GPP stack. I can get behind putting a few of them in your lineup just because the upside versus Dickie. But it's really, really risky. I just want to keep prefacing that. I love Healy. I love Healy almost every day. He's a good price, four grand, first base, third base. Just really risky. Josh Bell of the Pirates, switch hitter versus Moore at 38. Don't mind him. Hey, Seuss Aguilar at 38. His price tag's coming up. He's facing Kohler. I didn't mention Thames because I got to see some more out of him. Upside's always there, but I got to see it. At the same price as Aguilar, you got Justin Bohr, 3,800 versus Zach Davies. Um, I love Bohr. He had a decent game yesterday. Nothing too crazy. Um... Marlins don't have a team totally X waiting for the total on the game, but lefty's 346 off Davies, righty's 316. Marlins are in play again today. Justin Bohr at 38 has good value. Justin Smoke hits lefties really well if you feel like fading Chris Sale, which is usually a recipe for disaster, but I've mentioned he's been giving up home runs of late, kind of the Max Scherzer syndrome. So 3,700 for Smoke is worth that. Uh, Brandon Belt versus Chad Cool, who lefties destroy Mr. Cool. And the Giants have a 4.59 total. Lefties 4.05, righties 2.90. Brandon Belt, I keep telling you guys, the Giants might stink, but Belt has been on fire. He had a double, a homer, four ribbies last night for 27 points. He's averaging 12.5 points his last 10 games. The guy is hitting the damn baseball. And um, quick, cool fact for you here. Not cool, Chad cool. Um, when it comes to... Chad Cool, lefties have a 445 Woba against him. I'll just let that stay there. 445. When you're talking Mike Napoli against the lefty Holland at 36, there's some power upside. Mickey Cabrera is only 36 versus Josh Tomlin. We loved him yesterday. We definitely love him today. If you're fading Barrios or you want a couple one-offs, Hosmer at 35 is in play as lefties can get the Barrios a tad. Mentioned Avila at 34 earlier. Uh, Kendrick Morales hits lefties well. He's 31. Uh, as you continue, Sam Travis might break the lineup against Liriano if he needs some value. He's been hot and cold. He's still averaging 6.4 points his last 10 games at 2900 bucks. That's not bad. He hits lefties really well. That's what he's there for, his platoon. Um, so Davis at 29 is a punt at the first base position. Is an option. Victor Martinez, who I usually don't like to recommend because I'd rather pay 34 for Miggy. But if you want to save money, he's coming off the DL with only a zero and a three-point game. It's his third game back, but he's a lefty versus um, Tomlin at twenty-nine hundred bucks. Matt Davidson, he is slumping. I get it. He's first base, third base eligible. 
He has tremendous power upside. He's still averaging almost six points his last 10 games, and he's down to 2800 bucks. That is, if you're looking for punts at first or third, that is upside. As much as he's slumping, I get it. We know how fast he can run into one, and Hamels just hasn't been good. He hasn't. So 2800 bucks for Davidson is sneaky value. Uh, second base, second base, third base eligible, Jose Ramirez at 53. Yes, he's in play. Scooter Jeanette at 48. That price tag for Scooter is insane. He's earned it. He's hitting great. And I'd, I'd love to use him today against Butler. If He'll be super low to that tag. I'll just put that out there. He's a really good play, but that price tag's just stupid. Uh, Johnny VR at 46. He's a solid play. Price tag's kind of stupid with him too, but nice play. Kipnis at 44 versus Annabelle. I like that a lot. Josh Harrison versus the lefty Matt Moore at 43 might be the top second base play price-wise on the slate without paying up for the stupid um, 4800 for Scooter. And I love Jose Ramirez if you can afford him. But Harrison at 43, he's a grand cheaper than Ramirez. Great play there. Ian Happ at 42, not too shabby against Stevens. Um, you got Brandon Phillips versus Cotton at 4K. Jonathan Scope versus Odo Rizzi at 3900 That is in play as Odo Rizzi. Um is a I just had it right here is a reverse splits guy lefty's 278 but righty's 335 the Orioles have some nice history against Odorizzi a couple guys I'll mention a little later for you Jed Lowry versus Dickey at 29 Dustin Pedroia's had decent history against Liriano he's 3800 um Dozier at 37 is always value always value if you can get Dozier that cheap I don't care if it's lefty or righty a left-handed bat of Joe Panic against Cool at 36. Panic's not the biggest power guy in the world, but A, the stuff I mentioned about Cool yesterday. Panic, three for five, two runs at RBI, 17 points. Um, he's gone 14 and 17, two of his last four, averaging 8.6 points his last 10 games. Giants are swinging it lately. Like a Giants stack versus Cool because everyone's going to flock to Cubs, Reds, you know, Indians, Tigers. Giants are cheap. And they're going to be super low on, super low on. That's a GPP type stack right there. Kinsler at 36 is insanely too cheap for Tomlin. That is just stupid. These Detroit prices, every one of them is pretty much say stupid. Rubio Dor at 31. Yolmer Sanchez at 31. I both like them. I guess righty than a lefty, but they're in play. Uh, as you go down the list some more, Andrew Romine, if he cracks the lineup, he's second base. Alpha, he's only 2,900 versus Tomlin. God, just nuts. As you go down some more, you got the likes of, you know, Featherstone for Tampa Bay at 24. I'm not super excited about that, but it's a punt option there. Let's head over to the third base position, and we lead it off with our usual suspect, Jose Ramirez at 53. Travis Chavers Kohler at 52 is a really solid price pay. The price tag is through the roof. We used to be getting Shaw at 3800 a while back. Now his massive tear has just skyrocketed things. Uh, you got Beltre at 44 versus Hall, and that's a good play. Mention Josh Harrison, who I love. Uh, you got Evan Longoria at 42, Miggy Chano at 4K. Like them, Manny Machado's 3,900 versus Odorizzi. I know Machado's, you know, not the most consistent guy in the world right now. Seven and a half points on average his last 10. He is 10 for 35 lifetimes, 286 average, but four home runs versus Odorizzi. Um, as you go down the list some more, Eugenio Suarez, $3,800 is in play. Josh Donaldson versus Lefty Sale at 37 Jose Reyes, 37 versus Hellboy, third base shortstop eligible. He's hitting 333 lifetime, 10 for 30 with a double and a home run off of Hellickson. The Todd Father double donged yesterday. He's $3,600 versus Hamels. He's swinging it well lately. Uh, keep an eye on the Todd Father at that price tag of 3600 Mustakas continues to crush the baseball. He's 3,500 if you're fading Barrios. He's worth a GPP play. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Freeze at 3K versus Matt Moore. That has some upside there as lefties do, or Freeze hits very well versus lefties. So 3K has some definite upside in that one. Um, Derek Dietrich, 2,800 versus Davies as a punt option. Jay Gwyn Huang, I probably butchered that for the Giants. He's 27 versus Cool, but he's a righty, so keep that in mind. Um, if Ryder Jones cracks the lineup, he got his first career hit last night. He is has struggled in his six games since his call-up, but he's a left-handed bat versus Cool, and he's only 2500 bucks. so keep him in mind in that matchup. As you go down some more, Ty Kelly's been swinging it well for Philly the last few games. 
He's third base outfield eligible. He had five points last night, 16 the night before, four the game before. But he's only 2400 bucks. That's why I wanted to bring him up. He's super cheap with upside versus Wheeler, who struggled. And if Wheeler's out early, you get that Mets bullpen, which is garbage. So Kelly can be an interesting punt for you as well. Going over to shortstop, Andrus has been on fire this year. 4900 versus Holland is in play. Lindor at 47 versus Sanchez, yep. Bogarts at 45 isn't bad. I wish he'd swing with some goddamn power. Uh, yeah, Ezrubo Cabrera at 42 versus Helix is a really good play. Zach Cozart, 37. Javi Baez, 37. Jose Reyes, 37. All intriguing plays there. Orlando Arce at 35. Uh, Jordy Mercer at 34. Yeah, Jorge Polanco swinging it well for Minnesota. He's at 3,200. Freddie Galvis, he's usually batting second. He's like 3,200 versus Wheeler. He's not a bad lower-priced option. As you go down some more, Tulowitzki, I tell you guys, he keeps hitting the baseball. I know it's Chris Sales, so I'm not saying use him, but he's there at 3K if you need him. He's actually swinging really well of late. If you look at Tulo's game logs, uh, he's averaging 7.1 points his last 10 games for Tulo. It's great. He has two 14-point games as two of his last four. That means he's gone yard in those games. So he's got upside. You got Tim Anderson versus the lefty at 2,900 for the White Sox. Not bad for value there. Um, as you go down some more, Dansby Swanson versus Cotton at 27. There's upside there at a cheaper price tag. Um, if you want to get real weird, no, he's a lefty. He's not going to be in the lineup. Uh, as you go down some more, JT Riddle, our boy's only 2,300. He had a good game for us last night. When the punt pays off, he had nine points at his price tag. It's worth it. 2,300 today against Davies, who struggles big time against lefties. So Riddle at 23 is in play yet again for us. Let's go to the outfield and wrap this up. Mookie Betts, 54 versus Liriano. Uh-huh. Duvall continues to crush the baseball, guys. I love him. 5,100 tonight. Braun had the day off yesterday. He's back in play today at 5K. Bruce at 49 versus Hillickson is definitely in play. Scooter Jeanette, my God, price tag. Giancarlo Stan at 47. Uh, Suspedis at 47, both in play. C. Dick, I'll go back to that while he's 4,600 versus Bundy. McCutcheon's day-to-day. If he's in the lineup at 46, he's a great player. Uh, K with a Chris Davis at 46. Broxton at 46 are okay. Billy Hamilton at 45 I like a lot against Butler. He should be able to get on and steal. Michael Brantley at 45. and Chisenhall at 44, both in play versus Annabelle. J.D. Martinez is only 4300 bucks versus Josh Tomlin. Yep, you know what to do there. Carlos Gonzalez versus the lefty Derek Holland at 42. Has some definite homer upside. Don't mind Ian Happ. Um, since you know, uh, Trey Mancini at 39 is okay. Entered Ciarte at 39 is okay. Delano to Shields Jr. 3800 bucks. He's right-handed. He should be facing. He should be in the lineup for Holland today. So keep an eye on him. Aaron Althair at 38 is not bad. Zimmer at 38 for the Tribe isn't bad. Justin Upton at 3800 bucks for Tallman. Yes, yes, yes. Steven Souza Jr. Big three on Homer last night. He's 37. Bautista 37 versus Sale. Denard Spann hit a bomb last night. Had a big game. Leading off left-handed bat versus Cool. He's 37 with Belt, both $3,700. You got Ozuna and Yellick, both 37 I like Yellick a lot versus the lefty. Ozuna's always in play. Shebler, 37 versus Butler, is power upside. Switch hitting Melky Cabrera at 36 Swinging a good bat of late at 14 points for you last night. He's facing Hamels at 36 You got Malik Smith at 36 Polanco at 36 Bonifacio at 30. Trumbo went deep yesterday at 35. Keep an eye on him. If he heats up, he's worth it. Um, as you go down some more, John Jay, if he's leading off again at 35, has upside. Max Kepler at 34. Low Kane at 34. I like Kepler. At some point in the doubleheader, Kepler's going deep tonight, so you can just pick your poison on that one. Um, Seth Smith leading off for Baltimore at 33. Isn't bad. Robbie Grossman at 32 has some very nice upside. Guy gets on base. So what you're looking for. Adam Inglot, 31. Nah, probably not today. Lefty, lefty. Steve Pierce versus a lefty at 3K if you're fading sale. Odebel Herrera at 3K versus Wheeler has some nice upside the way Wheeler's been struggling. Joey Ricard went deep last night. He's 29. I wouldn't necessarily run there, but he's there. He's batting ninth. Uh, so you go down below 3K. You got the likes of Brandon Moss, left-handed bat at 26, but he's really, really struggling. Um, Austin Slater's 25 with some upside there against um, 
cool, even though he's a righty. He does really well versus righties. There's upside. As we keep going down the list, I missed my man. Where'd you go? I wanted to mention him today. I don't like him because the knuckle scares me, but there he is. Matt Olson's up to $2,700, so keep him in mind if you need a punt play. Power upside's there. You saw him took Fulte deep in the ninth, so Olsen is in play. So recap, pitching, Chris Sale, 13-5. Barrios, 11-3 is your top tier. Middle tier, I go Cotton, Bundy, Wheeler down below, Dickey, and Holland. When you're looking at the bats, you flock straight to the Tigers. The price tag is just crazy against Tomlin. You're all over that. Cleveland versus Sanchez is definitely in play as well. Um, lefty's 340, righty's 385 versus Anibal. Brew Crew versus Wol uh, Kohler I like a lot. Lefty's made 353 off Kohler. Righty's 326. Brewers definitely in play. Marlins versus Davies. Lefty's 340. That, that's a game stack. Indians, Tigers is a game stack. Brewers, Marlins is a game stack. Cubs, Reds are a game stack. There's That That was easy for you, right? Just There's your sum up right there. A um, couple other guys you could look at. Right-handed bats for Baltimore, 335. Mitchell Machado and Jones' history there. Um, Tampa Bay versus Bundy. There's always power upside. Uh, Mets versus Helixson. He limits hard contact, but lefties are hitting 321. Um, Pirates versus Matt Moore. Lefties are hitting 351. Righties 318. Matt Moore is just a hot, steaming pile of garbage. Uh, uh, Righties hit 362 off Derek Holland for your Rangers if you're going there. And then Giants versus Cool. Right, uh, lefties 405. Righties 290. That's a sneaky one that I definitely am looking into. That Giants stack. I know they struggle a lot, but could be extremely sneaky. Um, but keep an eye on them. So, yeah, lots of good bats to target there. Let's get to your seven-game evening slate. Carlos Carrasco, 12,000 versus Detroit. I absolutely love. I will preface this. We know he gets hit around a lot. He even gave up eight runs in his last start. We struck out seven to at least get point one points. But he's really, really good. Strikeout rate's insane. Prior to that blow up, 33.3, 26.1 on the road. He's actually been much better on the road. 505 ERA at home in seven starts, eight road starts, 254 ERA. That's interesting. He's facing Detroit. Very nice pitcher's ballpark. Uh, Cleveland does, or Detroit does have really good history, BVP-wise, against uh, Carrasco. So something to keep an eye on there. But it's a second game of a doubleheader. You might see a lot of some of the veterans sitting. Hopefully. Maybe not. Maybe Brad Osmus runs them all out there both games. Very possible. But it's something to think about. He's a great play on a slate with more bad pitching. A little better than the first slate. But bad pitching overall. But 12000 for Carrasco. Granke 11-9 at home against Colorado. It's scary in that ballpark, no doubt. He has pitched okay at home to a uh, 2680 RA compared to 357 on the road. Uh... Basically 17 or more points in four straight starts. He hasn't really gone off at late, but uh, even at Colorado, two starts ago, seven and a third, nine hits, four earned, seven Ks for 17.1. Like I said, pitching really well at home, going up uh, against the Rockies, who strike out 22.1% of the time versus righties. Granky 28.7% K rate, 14% swing strike rate, 47% ground ball. Hard contact has come up, which is a little scary. But Colorado, lowest total on the entire day, let alone the evening at 396. Lefty's 302, righty's 306. First Granky. So Granky should be popular. And it's a right uh, Rockies team that does struggle on the road with their bats. He's in play. I cannot pay 11 7 for Geo. We've been rolling with Geo. He just has such a low ceiling. Um, I just I can't do it. Sorry, cannot do it. He'll probably have a good game. Maybe cash you can, but not in GPPs. Okay, here's a guy I have not had any love for all season, but his name is Rich Hill. He's $11,300. And I mentioned how the pitching's bad, so you have to really look at things. And one thing I did notice, he has five, five straight starts of 97 or more pitches. So he's getting to at least 100 pitches. Problem is, sometimes it only takes him four or five innings, which took him four, but his last start he went seven. So we're playing the gamble game. He has seven and eight Ks in his last two. He has basically 20 or more points in three of his last four starts. Those three were at home, sure. But he's at San Diego, which is a pitcher's ballpark, and he's facing a Padres team who strikes out 25% of the time versus lefties. He strikes out 24% of the batters he faces. 
The walks sort of killed his pitch count, almost a 15% walk rate. But hard contact is extremely low at 25.5%. That's something he's been able to do so well in his career. Um, Padres were waiting on that team total. That's right, because Everton is coming in. But lefty's 286, righty's 265. Padres have one of the worst Lobas in all of baseball at 277 versus lefties. One of the worst weighted runs created plus in all of baseball. We saw what Wood did yesterday. We told you the risk there because of the, you know, going deep into games price. But he was striking out the world. Rich Hill, I hate the price tag. I hate even recommending him. But there is tremendous upside at 11,300 versus San Diego. And I will have a good amount of him. Because if you want to, everyone's going to be on Carrasco and Granky. I have a feeling, in the high tier. Rich Hill is going to be your GPP low owned play, I hope. And I'm going to have Carrasco. I'm going to have Granky, but I'm going to have a lot of Rich Hill. And that that sentence just hurt to say. But I will have a lot of Rich Hill. That upside is tremendous against San Diego. I will ride or die. My night will be over. Or well, at least it's a late game, but it'll be over if if Hill doesn't do well. But that's the gamble I will take in a GPP. When you go below that, you got Tyler Chatwood, 8K on the road at Arizona. He's only faced Colorado once this year. It was in Colorado, or yeah, in Colorado. Seven innings, two hits, one hundred five Ks for twenty four point eight. Uh, we know Coors Light's pretty similar, not the same, but uh, on the roads or at home, six point four ERA on the road, two point nine one, averaging eighteen DraftKings points per start. Uh, sneaky play. Arizona strikes out a little over twenty two percent of the time versus righties. Chat with twenty percent K rate. Um, the walks are a bugaboo for him as well, almost thirteen percent walk rate, but a fifty seven percent ground ball. Almost a 28% hard contact rate, which is really, really good. Um, Arizona is a great offense, especially against right-handed pitching. They have a 4-5-4 total. Lefty's hitting 329, righty's 311 versus Chatwood. It's a risky play just because it's Arizona and all. But you saw what uh, Gray did against them. He looks really, really good. Chatwood has that upside as well at 8,000. And then you go down below 7K. I got two options for you. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, it's always scary facing Houston, but Pineda did okay. And Montgomery's been really, really good. Great start his last time out. He has a uh, home road splits are pretty much identical. He's a super guy at limiting the hard contact. Ground ball, the fly ball is usually pretty darn good. Um, last start at Chicago, White Sox, seven innings, five hits, one and eight strikeouts. He has basically almost 20 or more points in three of his last four. At worst, he's got double digits in four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of his ten starts have been at least ten points or more. So, at worst, at sixteen hundred bucks, he's gonna give you something to like. Um, not a bad play. We know Houston is a phenomenal offense against lefties and righties. They don't strike out a ton. Seventeen point four percent versus lefties. Montgomery strikes out almost twenty three percent. Swinging strike rate over thirteen percent. Mentioned the low hard contact. Blah 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 blah. They have a team total of four nine three. Lefties two eighty six. Righties only three oh one. Montgomery's a sneaky play. If he's not walking, guys, he could be in for an interesting evening, and he's only $6,900. The other punt I will be using is Jason Hamill at 68 for the Royals. Hamill's last 30 days. He's been really, really good. Um, four, five, five straight starts of basically 19 or more points. You want to go six of seven of 17 or more. He's been really sneaky good. Of late, he's facing a Minnesota team in game two. It could have an interesting lineup. Keep an eye on that. And um, just a lot to like about Hamels tonight against Minnesota. So keep an eye on that one is your punt play. So I got Crasco, Granky Hill up top, and then Chatwood, Montgomery, Hamill down below. It's not pretty. Not pretty at all. Let's look at the bats. Catcher Sanchez at 51 versus Martez is not bad. Uh, Avila versus Carrasco at 41. See, this is where they thought it would be someone else. So the price tag is going to be higher against Carrasco now. He's 41, so he'll be GPP relevant if he's in the lineup because no one's going to use him. Evan Gattis versus the lefty Montgomery at 39 is a sneaky play. Salvador Perez, $3,700 against Jorge. I have no idea who Jorge is. Let me give you a quick rundown here. Um, Felix Jorge. Is making the spot start for Kansas City, getting the call up. Um, he had a 2.54 ERA, 32 Ks, and six walks and six starts in Double A's. Coming up from Double A, so uh, keep an eye on that one. He is a right-handed pitcher. Salvi Perez at 3700 bucks. 
Uh, Yanni Molina versus the lefty Gio Gonzalez at 36. A very, very intriguing play. The Mariners, as one of the last games of the night, people forget about the West Coast. They're facing Ricky Nolasco. And Nolasco burned us the last time out when we faded him. We're fading him again tonight. Zane, uh, Seattle as a whole has really good numbers against Nolasco. Nolasco is one of the only pitchers in baseball to uh, – let me find this stat for you real quick. It's pretty impressive. He uh, – Nicky Nolasco. Multiple home runs and 10 starts this season. No other pitcher has done it more than seven times. He gives up a lot, a lot of hard contacts to righties and lefties. Zanino went deep last night at 36. He's intriguing again tonight. Um, you got Weeders versus Waka at 34. Lefties have been pretty darn solid, I believe, against Waka. As you look at this real quick, the Natitudes, where you at? You can't have that low a team play, dude. Wow, four four one total is one of the lower ones on the slate versus Waka. Lefties three twenty nine, righties three fifty. Austin Barnes, hope he cracks the lineup again tonight. Lefty Overton on the mound for San Diego. Barnes thirty two hundred bucks. We're not looking at double dongs all the time, but man, thirty eight points last night. A granny and a three run homer. If he's in the lineup, I, he might not homer at all, which I'm fine with. But he's a really good play. He's swinging a good stick. He's thirty two hundred versus Overton. He'll be chalky as hell if he's in the lineup. But I love him, love him, love him, love him. Martin Maldonado at 3K. Castro at 3K is not bad for if you're not using Hamill. Um, as you go down some more, you look at like Austin Hedges versus Hill if you're fading Hill at 28. Um, you have the likes of, uh, I don't know, Tony Walters at 25 versus Granky if you want to punt something. Other than that, catchers is pretty bleak. You're going to have to kind of pay up tonight, it looks like. Let's head over to first base. At the first base position, we have Cody Bellinger at 5,600. Goldie at 55. Encarnacion at 5K. Cleveland versus Zimmerman is a great play. Zimmerman gets smoked a lot, and especially versus right-handed bats. Um, yeah, get, get your Cleveland players. Uh, Zimmerman for the Nationals against Walker at 49. Will Myers, 44. Reynolds, 43. Matty Carpenter at 42 is intriguing. He has lefties actually pretty well. Avila at 41. Miguel Cabrera at 41 are in play. Uh, as you go down some more, you got Carlos Santana if you want some value with Cleveland at 39 versus him. You got Hosmer at 39 versus Jorge. I don't mind that at all. That's an intriguing play. A good price tag. If Adam Lynn cracks the lineup, 37 versus Waka has got some value to it. Um, as you go down some more, Man, first base is actually pretty weak tonight for once. Albert Pujols with some upside at 3,200 if you want to go a little cheaper. Louis Valbuena, first base, third base eligible versus Gavaglio at 27. I can get behind that as some value. Um, Anaheim's at a 4.62 total. Lefty's 299, righty's 357. So Valbuena's a lefty, which sucks, but uh, he still has a lot of value. So first base, yeah, not the best. You might have to pay up tonight. Going over to second base, got Altuve at 53 versus a lefty. Jose Ramirez, 5,200 versus Zimmerman. God, those are both great plays. Murphy at 5K versus Walker's great. Cano at 5K versus Nolasco is outstanding. It's good to see DK paying attention to Seattle and their success versus Nolasco. And Nolasco's crap ability because that price tags are high. Kipnis, 45. Chris Taylor, 43 versus a lefty is definitely in play. Kinsler, 42 versus Carrasco. DeJong versus the lefty Gio Gonzalez at 3900 bucks. Ding, ding, DeJong. Yes, yes, I said that. We should make a t-shirt of that shit. Uh, Paul DeJong at 3900 bucks. That power upside went deep again yesterday for the sixth time this year. I've mentioned him over and over since his call-up. That's the good price tag at 3900 Um, You got Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty Overton. He'll be in the lineup second base outfield. He was batting like second last night, which is great. $3,800. Uh, playing pretty well overall this year. Had seven points last night. Uh, not a bad play at 3800 with Kiki. Uh, Dozier at 37 Don't mind him any day. Lefty or righty is really good. Prefer lefty, obviously. Whit Merrifield, 36 versus Jorge. For some value. Jose Perella at 34 If you're fading, you got Logan Forsythe at 32 He's been sucking, but he hits lefties really well. So this is the time to use him if you're going to use him. Uh, see if Wilmer Defoe cracks the lineup. Second base shortstop at 28. It was J.D. Drew last night. Not J.D. Drew. My God, Steven Drew. That was a blast from the past. Uh, Cleveland, Michael Martinez. He's second base, third base eligible if he cracks the lineup, which he shouldn't. He's 34. He's 2400 bucks, but I don't even think he's with the big team anymore. I just don't know why that name rings a bell, but 
I honestly don't think Michael's even there anymore. Third base, Jose Ramirez at 52. Yes, Jake Lamb at home versus Wrighty at 51. Even though I like Chatwood, there is tremendous upside there with Mr. Lamb. Rendon at 48 on fire. Justin Turner crushing lefties this year, crushing them. It's not a righty-only guy now. It's an everybody guy. He's averaging almost 13 points his last 10 games. He had 28 points last night with a home run. He's definitely in play today against Overton. Yes. Nolan Arenado at 46 is not bad. Jericho at 42 versus Gio Gonzalez is a really good play. Kyle Seager at 42 versus Nolasco is a really good play. Mustakas versus Jorge at 42. All really good plays. I'd probably go Mustakas, Seager, Jericho, but all have home run upside. All of them. I could I could sprinkle all of them and like all $4,200 guys right there. Miggy Shinovers Hamill, I like the least out of the four, but he can go home deep off of anybody, so you never know. Um, you got Chase Headley at 3,800 versus Martez if you want to be contrarian. Castellanos, 3,500 versus Carrasco. Eduardo Escobar, 3,400, third base shortstop eligible versus Hamill. He was cleanup hitter yesterday. There's J.D. Drew, third base shortstop at 3,200 versus Waka. Lower priced option there. Mentioned Forsyth. Um, Louis Valbuena mentioned him. That's all you got at third. Let's head over to the shortstop position with our usual suspect up top. Carlos Correa at $5,500 for Montgomery. Yep. Corey Seager at 54 Gene Segura at 47 Love me some Gene Segura. Chris Owens double donned yesterday's outfield shortstop eligible at 46 for Chatwood. Lindor's only 45 for Zimmerman, which is nice. You got Anderson Simmons versus a bad pitcher in Gavaglio at 42. Man, a, a sneaky stack could be like a Seattle-Anaheim game stack, or just Anaheim in general will be low-owned because everyone will be flocking elsewhere, but that's intriguing. Didi Gregorius at 42 versus Martez is in play. I let him know. No, no, no. Eduardo Escobar mentioned him at 34. Steven Drew at 32. Jorge Polanco at 32 versus Hamill has upside. Cattell Marte at 3,100. He hasn't really got it going, but he tore it up in AAA. So the upside is there for the value at 3,100. Uh, Ronald Torres, third base shortstop at 3K. If you need to really punt something, I can understand it. Tyler Wade at 27 is an okay punt as well. Don't mind that at 27 versus Martez. He should crack the lineup there. As we go to the outfield, can you guess who's on top? Yep, Aaron Judge, 5,700. Bryce Harper, 56. Bellinger, 56. Springer, 55. Those are all Captain Obvious plays there. J.D. Martinez at 48 versus Carrasco. Nelson Cruz, 4700 bucks. It's Nelly's birthday. It's Canada Day, which I didn't mention with Toronto. I forgot. Happy Canada Day. I think it's your 150th. Congratulations. Um, but Nelly Cruz, it's his birthday. And I saw this tweet lingering around last night. It's pretty interesting. If you believe in the you know special day things, which tend to happen, um, he has seven straight birthday games with um, he has hits in seven straight birthday games. Three of them are multi-hit games, and he has three home runs. He has an OPS on base plus slugging of one point one seven nine on his birthday, and he's facing Ricky Nolasco, who's garbage. So Nelly Cruz at forty seven. If you believe in narratives, it's very interesting. Josh Reddick at forty six. I mentioned Chris Owings, Brantley at forty five, Michael A. Taylor at forty five. Him and um, our boy Goodwin are at the top of the order now. Not bad there. Gardy went granny last night. We wanted him on Thursday, though. He's 45 versus Martez. Interesting play there. Jay up, 44. Ben Gamble at 44 I like a lot because people won't use him as much because of look at Cruz and the rest of the guys. Charlie Blackman, 44. Told you you liked Robbie Ray. I think he did well last night. Chisholm Hall, 43. is definitely in play. Tommy Pham, is, he's slumping, but he crushes left-handed pitching. He's 4300 bucks. Chris Taylor, 43. Steven Pascotti hits lefties really well at 42. So it's funny seeing how expensive St. Louis's bats are and how expensive Gio Gonzalez is. Just goes to show you that, that the pricing's a little goofy. Cameron Maben, 42 versus Gavaglio. And Mitch Hanniger, 42, are both intriguing plays, both lower-owned. Yeah, Gritchick at 4K versus Gio, which is outstanding. He will crush lefty-handed pitching. Uh, Goodwin lead, leading off for bad second. It'll vice versa. He's a lefty versus Walker at 4K. Don't mind that at all. Eddie Rosario and his power upside at 4K versus Hamill is in play. Jorge Bonifacio at 4K is intriguing. Cole Calhoun at 3,900 is intriguing. 
Hunter Renfro versus the lefty Hill at 39. You got that power upside. Yasiel Puig has been raking, especially against lefties. He's 3900 bucks. I like that a lot. Lil Kane at 39. Mentioned Kiki at 38. Um, got switch hitting Beltran at 37 versus Montgomery. Isn't bad. Uh, Gregor Blanco likely leading off against Chatwood at 36. Manny Margot, right-handed bat, 3600 versus Hill. As we continue to slide down, you got, uh, uh, let's see. Remember Max Kepler at 34 and Robbie Grossman at 34, both really cheap price tags versus Hamill if you're not pitching him with some upside. I like them. Jose Martinez, my boy from St. Louis, first base outfield eligible, 3200 bucks, lots of power, facing the lefty Gonzalez. Jose Martinez is definitely in play. I'm telling you, St. Louis as inconsistent as their offense is, and Gio's been pitching so well, he has been tightrope walking like crazy. That price tag with Gio makes me want to fade him so, so bad. It's a combination of his price tag and the Cardinals are actually priced normal to high, which makes me really intrigued by that one. Yeah, Marisnik at 31 versus Montgomery as a value play with some power upside, big-time power upside there. Um, Jorge Soler is only three grand. If you want to roll the dice there against Jorge of Minnesota. Um, you go down some more towards the bottom here. It obviously gets bleak. Very bleak. Very, very bleak. I haven't found anybody worth even telling you about yet. Yeah, there is nobody I want to even use. I won't go below 3K. So, there you go. 10-game early. 7-game late. 7-game pitchers. Carrasco, Granky Hill up top. Chatwood, Montgomery, Hamill down below. When you're stacking tonight, you got uh, the Indians versus uh, Zimmerman. It's definitely in play. Detroit versus Carrasco can be sneaky. I'll get to that in a second. Um, Kansas City versus Jorge, definitely intriguing. If you want to go Minnesota versus Hamlin, you can. He's actually pitched really well of late, but I get it. Totally get it. Um, Astros versus Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery's a really limiting the hard contact, but it is the Astros, so do what you wish there. Um, as you go on some more, like Angels versus Gavaglio, lefties 299, righties 357. That's intriguing. Cardinals versus Geo, they have a 459 total. Lefties 257, but righties 327. A lot of power righties in that Cardinals lineup. Uh, you got D-backs versus Chatwood. It's not bad if you want to fade Chatwood. Nationals versus Waka, only a 441 total. It's one of the lower ones on the day or on the evening. And lefties 329, righties 350. Mariners versus Alaska is one of the lowest ones on the evening, but 438 total. Lefties 326, righties 345. I'm not letting that total scare me at all. Remember, lots of high totals on the day as a whole. I want to give you some of the BVP guys before we get out of here. I'm not a huge BVP guy, but if something stands out, it stands out. Um, I, I want usually at least 20 at-bats because some guys will give you lowers. Like there's some guys 6 for 14. It's not bad. There's 14 at-bats. What do you really know out of that? You got Melky's 8 for 20 with a double and a homer off Cole Hamels. 20 at bat still isn't a ton, but it's not bad. Todd, the Todd Father's gone deep on him also. If you go down some more, you got the likes of, uh, like I mentioned, Manny Machado, 10 for 35 with four homers. Adam Jones, 13 for 37 with a 351 average with two homers off of Jake Odorizzi. Uh, some things to like in Baltimore in that one. Like Longo, small sample versus Bundy, but an 11 at bats. He has four hits, two of those are homers. So, very small sample, though. Um, you go down some more. You got the likes of um, the Mets versus Hellickson. Small sample, but Duda's 5 for 11 with three doubles and a homer. Suspedis has three homers and 16 at bats off Hellickson. As Drubal Cabrera's 8 for 20 with a double and a homer. And you got Jose Reyes, 10 for 30 with a double and a homer. All those guys are intriguing plays there. Um, I want to mention Tigers versus Carrasco. Okay, some of these are small samples, but just listen it out. J.D. Martinez, 7 for 19 with two doubles, two homers for 368 average. Alex Avila, 5 for 17 with a double and a homer at 294 average. Miggy Cabrera, 11 for 37, a double and a homer at 297 average. Um, those are all pretty darn, pretty darn intriguing. As you slide down a little more, you got Yadier, 6 for 18 against Gio with three doubles, 333 clip. Um, you got Nelly Cruz. Okay, the Mariners versus Nolasco. Now, Ben Gamble's extremely small. It's two for three, but they're both doubles. 
You got Robbie Cano, 7 for 17 with a double and three homers for a 412 clip. You got Nolasco, 7 for 21 with a double, three homers for a 333. Uh, Zunino's 4 for 10 with a homer and a double. Segura's 5 for 15 with a homer. Valencia's taking him deep. There's a lot. As a team, hitting 312 with nine homers off of Nolasco. Something to think about with that one. Uh, Jake Lamb's taking Chatwood deep twice. Chris Owens, 6 for 15 with three doubles. Small samples, though. The Rockies versus Granke. You got Story, 7 for 18 with three homers. 389 clip. He has hit him really well. It's crazy how he's hit Granke really well. Mark Reynolds, 7 for 30. It's a 233 average, but four homers. Nolan Arenado's hitting 268. He's 11 for 41, but five doubles. So the extra base hits are there. Blackman, 12 for 43, 279 average with four doubles. LeMahieu, 12 for 42, 286 average, two doubles and a homer. So no one's really hitting over 300 except Story, but there's a lot of guys with lots of extra base hits against Granky. So a ton to like. I know I went long, but hell, 10 games early, 7 games like 17 games. We haven't done 17 games all season. So thanks for listening. Uh, check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Uh, check out the Real Josh G's NASCAR preview of the Coke Zero 400 at Daytona. It goes tonight, Saturday night, not Sunday. It's Saturday night. So get ready for it. Get cracking. That stuff's been great info. But more importantly, good luck today on your Saturday slate, loaded Saturday slate. And I will catch you guys on Monday.